Welcome to Bite Size SEO News, where I find the top three news in digital marketing so you don't have to. Where I make news easy to digest and easy to follow. If you want to read the article, links are posted in the show notes below, so you never have to worry about FOMO. My name is Rich, I'm your host. Today is Tuesday, February 1st, 2022, episode 30. Coming up. Fresh out of the oven are today's top three news you definitely don't want to miss. Story one. Google sunsets flock. Story two. LinkedIn sales solutions reaches $1 billion in revenue. Story three. Snapchat renews content deals with Disney, Viacom, and Embassy Universal. If you're ready, let's get into it. Alright, for our first story for today, this one's brought to you by Brooke Osmonden of Search Engine Journal. Google announces its new user privacy and targeting solution, Topics API, which will replace the heavily criticized Flock solution. The days of Google's users' targeting solution, Flock, federated learning of cohorts, are officially over. This change comes to a surprise after Google has been prepping marketers for the removal of third-party cookies since early 2021. What is Flock? If you don't know what Flock is, here's a brief overview. You may have heard about it in industry news, but what does it actually mean? Flock stands for Federated Learning of Cohorts, was introduced in March of 2021. It was a privacy sandbox initiative that essentially would allow browsers to enable internet-based targeting. The solution was introduced due to the concern of third-party cookies being removed from the Google Chrome browser in 2023. The Flock solution would have been a big change because individuals are grouped into cohorts in order to preserve anonymity and user privacy. Advertisers would be able to target based on those cohorts. However, the impacts of individual targeting remain a concern. Cohorts would be made up of thousands of users, not individuals themselves. The New Topics API it seems that Google has taken feedback from the advertising community seriously with its introduction of the Topics API solution. The Topics API is a privacy sandbox solution for internet-based advertising. The main differentiator between Topics and Flock is targeting. With the new Flocks, with the new Topics API solution, your browsing behavior picks topics of your individual interest for that particular week. These topics are only stored for three weeks, then deleted. Topics are only stored on a user's device, removing the need for external servers, including Google's. How are topics different than Flock? While the two targeting solutions both revolve around a user's interests, there are some key distinctions between them. The biggest difference is that topics' interests will be deleted from a user every three weeks, while Flock group users into cohorts. There is no time limit on how long a user could stay within that cohort. Additionally, the previous Flock solution would produce a cohort ID that advertisers could use to target. The new Topics API solution will not have cohort IDs and will be using topics to share with advertisers and websites. Along with the functionality differences of the two solutions, there are differences on the user privacy controls as well. With the Topics API, it puts the user in control. Users will be able to view the topics associated with them. Individuals will also have the ability to opt out of topics completely or remove specific topics associated with them. Sites that are considered to be a sensitive category are automatically excluded from a user, such as race or sexual orientation. This update keeps the user's safety at top of mind. 
Why should advertisers care? Google is still moving forward with the removal of third-party cookies at some point in 2023. Because of this change, advertisers need to know their options. Knowing this new targeting solution will help advertisers start planning how their strategy may change, if at all, based on these changes. Understanding what topics will be available later on in the year can shed light on how targeted you can get with your advertising. Remarketing efforts, outside of first-party data, may likely still be limited due to individual user privacy. You may need to shift your advertising approach to focusing on the best way to capturing first-party data as soon as possible in the customer journey, rather than relying on the browser activity to close a sale. If you'd like to get more information, make sure to check out Brooks' article in the show notes. For our next story, this one's brought to you by Andrew Hutchinson of Social Media Today. Another quarter and another report of record engagement on LinkedIn, as per parent company Microsoft's latest performance update. LinkedIn posted strong results for the quarter, with overall revenue up 36%, driven by increased demand for LinkedIn ads and a resurgence in the job market. As explained by Microsoft, quote, We are experiencing a great reshuffle across the labor market as more people in more places than ever rethink how, where, and why they work. In this new economy, LinkedIn has become mission critical to connect creators with their communities, job seekers with employers, learners with skills, and sellers with buyers. End quote. Indeed, amid the revolving employment landscape, LinkedIn is well-placed to win out by providing new opportunities for people to showcase their skills and find new positions as industries slowly get back to regular operating capacity. And we still have a ways to go on this front, with the pandemic still causing widespread disruptions in many sectors. While some people have been able to shift career focus, others remain on the sidelines and now continue to present new opportunities for LinkedIn as the situation unfolds. In addition to this, LinkedIn has also reported that its sales solutions business, led by its sales navigator platform, which now has over a million paying users, reached $1 billion in revenue for the year, the first time it's reached that milestone. That points to the rising value of LinkedIn for marketers, with the added insights and management tools of Sales Navigator facilitating more opportunities. In terms of general platform usage, Microsoft says that LinkedIn events are also on the rise with the platform now seeing more than 24,000 events created and 1.5 million RSVPs every week. LinkedIn recently added new tools for its on-platform events, including audio rooms with group video streams also on the way. On another front, LinkedIn's service marketplace has also helped connect nearly 3 million freelancers and small businesses to new opportunities. While it doesn't get as much media attention as other social apps, LinkedIn has continued to expand and grow under Microsoft's ownership. Back in 2016, when Microsoft acquired LinkedIn for $26.2 billion, the professional social network had around 430 million members, which is now almost double, with more than 810 million people now signed up to the app. Of course, members and active users are not the same thing, and you do also have to remove China from these calculations. After LinkedIn pulled its main app out of the region last year due to rising regulatory pressure and related concerns. But even with those provisions in mind, LinkedIn is clearly still on the rise. And again, as more people seek out new opportunities in the new world of work, and more professionals look to connect in more ways, there are plenty of indicators to suggest that LinkedIn will indeed continue to grow and expand on this current usage. If you haven't considered LinkedIn for your marketing, it could be worth another look. And while it won't be for everyone, there are opportunities in the platform's various tools and options. 
If you'd like to get some more information, make sure to check out Andrew's article in the show notes. For our final story for today, this one's also brought to you by Andrew Hutchinson of Social Media Today. Snapchat has announced that it's renewed its ongoing content deals with Disney, Viacom, and NBC Universal, which will see exclusive shows and programming broadcasts to Snapchat Discover over the coming year. The deals are another endorsement of the value of Discover and Snapchat more broadly in aligning with consumers' trends and connecting with the next generation of viewers, as explained by Snap. Quote, These renewals are a strong validation that Discover continues to be an incredibly important platform for some of the biggest consumer media brands in the world. And these agreements affirm their long-term confidence in Snap and our ability to deliver meaningful outcomes to drive reach, relevance, and revenue. End quote. Discover has been one of the big winners for Snap, with over 100 million Snapchatters now turning in to watch Discover content each month. Last year, Snap also reported that over 90% of the U.S. Gen Z population watched Discover shows and published their content in 2020, while many Snap originals now see tens of millions of viewers on average, including programs like Ryan Doesn't Know, starring Hollywood star Ryan Reynolds, which was watched by more than 20 million users. Programming like this caters to evolving consumption habits, with shorter episodes created with the vertical device screen in mind and in partnership with recognized celebrities who are keen to use Snap as a vehicle to maintain connection for a wider audience. More recently, Snap's also been looking to evolve its originals even further, which could be another key step in maintaining engagement. These new agreements will see ESPN continue to broadcast sports content in the app, which has been hugely popular, while Viacom and NBC are both bringing new shows, including Awesomeness TV's Next Influencer, American Song Pickers, syndicated episodes of SNL, highlights from existing programming, and more. It'll be interesting to see how Snap's Discover content grows or not over the next couple of years. The rise of TikTok has caused a new shift in digital consumption habits, which does pose a challenge for the offering. But again, the number thus far show that Snap is on a winner and can help expand the audience for these providers among younger groups. And with traditional consumption habits shifting significantly, all publishers are looking at how to best align with that shift. Snapchat Discover is another avenue to try, and it could be an important one, especially if Snap can continue to evolve its tools and remain a key connective platform for young audiences. If you'd like to get some more information, make sure to check out Andrew's article in the show notes. That's it for today's show. We've made it to the end. You're good to go and ready for the day. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please rate the show so it helps spread the news and I can continue doing what I do best, which is providing you the latest SEO news you just cannot miss. Serve Tapa style, making it easy on the stomach and on the go. Once again, I'm your host, Rich Ong, and I'll see you on the flip side.